Welcome to the Credibility Nation Show, the podcast that will help you to continually build and grow your credibility with your host, Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on their credibility. And Aaron Weller is one of those guys. I'm so interested in what he does. Uh, Let me tell you about him. He is the VP strategy of Sentinel. He provides strategic privacy advice to companies looking to innovate their use of personal information. Aaron, welcome. Thanks, Mitchell. Happy to be here. Hey, so what is your CPOP? What's the customer point of pain you solve? So really, I I help large organizations who are dealing with uh, the global quagmire of uh, fast-changing privacy rules and trying to help them work out what they need to do next to to manage things. Yeah, huge, right? So what happens if you have a company and you're in in more than one physical location, by definition, (laughs) like, what do you need to do? So you were were talking a little bit ahead of time that, what, what do you say about three lawyers? It yeah, started if you, like a if joke. you ask three different lawyers, you'll get four different opinions. I, I, we find that a lot because a lot of this space, we're, we're dealing with new problems, right? We're dealing with problems that didn't really exist a few years ago. So everyone's really trying to grasp out, you know, how do I interpret this? How do I make it work through technology? So it's an interesting space to be in for sure. Um, tell me a little bit more. What do you do? What does that, what does that mean for the clients that you work with? So a lot of organizations, you've probably heard of the term technical debt, uh, a lot of organizations have data debt, where really they've, they've gathered all this data over years. They don't really know where a lot of it came from. They don't know where it really is in their organization. Uh, and a lot of these new laws are now requiring that they do. So, you know, a, a law may say, okay, uh, I'm going to give you everything I know about you. Well, it doesn't help if you don't know where that exists in different systems. So really what I do is help organizations think about, you know, what do they have? Where do they get it from? What are they doing with it? Uh, and then how do we build, kind of get rid of that data debt and help them to build systems that allow them to both, you know, make money out of the data, achieve their strategy, and also comply with not only what, uh, uh, what the legal framework says, but also ethical considerations as well. And really, what do their customers expect them to do? So I think the expectations have changed really fast. And organizations, they just really haven't caught up with what people are expecting them to do these days. It's pretty crazy to try to think about specifically what's required in the EU and the UK and Australia and, and North Korea, China, US even. I mean, it's just so interesting to think about uh, even, even if you just think about the US being a single location, it's now 50 states. So how yeah. do you deal with those? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very dynamic. Uh, and one of the challenges we have, particularly in the US, and I, I'm on the West Coast, similar to yourself, there are variations between the states, but the rest of the world has kind of taken largely a model that's very different from the way we operate in the states as well. So organizations that are based here, when you say if they're working in the EU, they may be playing by a completely different set of rules. So one of the things that uh, you may want to think about is, do we go for a global approach where we may not be making some money or not having certain uses of data in some jurisdictions like the US where we could, or do we kind of split that up? And of course, the more you split it up, the more complicated it gets, the harder it is to manage. So it's really trying to find that balance. It's not the same for every company, which is kind of where, again, kind of thinking through those those unique uh, nuances of how different organizations and different cultures work and trying to find the right answer. So what, what gives you the credibility to do what you do? So I think it's a combination of a few things. So I've been in this space for a long time. I I came into privacy. I'm not a lawyer by background. I came in through the security route. 
Uh, so probably about 10 years ago, I moved my focus away from protecting information to really thinking about kind of how businesses use it. It's a fairly tight-knit community as well. So there's a lot of people that I know that are fairly senior in the field that would say, hey, you know, I've worked with Aaron before or kind of we, we had this uh, experience together. So I think that's credib credibility building as well. And I think the other piece is that because I said things are changing so fast, one of the things that I love to do when I talk to potential new clients is to kind of geek out on some of these new developments and say, hey, you know, what are you thinking about this? How are you dealing with that? And really then almost that meeting of the minds around the subject matter, which is, you know, if you can find a client and say, hey, I've been thinking about the same problem that you have, and I just solved it for these guys over here this way. I think that really is the credibility because uh, what I've found is that there are some people who can talk a good game, but not that many people who can get down and really say, okay, this is how I'm going to go and solve it. One of the other things I do is I, I keep fresh by teaching. Uh, so I teach both at the, uh, the University of Washington. I lecture there occasionally on kind of risk and privacy related topics, but also I'm on the faculty of our professional association, the uh, International Association of Privacy Professionals. So with that teaching, uh, you know that they say that uh, you know if you really know something, if you can teach it. Uh, so with that, I get a lot of the questions coming back and people saying, well, you've dealt with this. How would you deal with it in my organization? And of course, from there, you know, you're standing up in front of people for two days straight so that they get a pretty good sense of, you know, who I am and kind of my approach to things. That's really interesting. I, I was kind of, as I was thinking about that, and it, it reminded me when I first saw your profile come across, how does somebody who has this sort of credibility that you do and the fact that you're in privacy, how do you actually share that credibility with the world? How, how do people get to know you? Yeah, so it, it's a good question. I mean, I, I do try and balance, you know, I could probably be at a conference every week. Uh, I've got three or four speaking engagements coming up in the next month. I was just frantically writing, uh, writing a new deck this afternoon. But uh, so that's one way of kind of getting in front of different audiences. And one of the things that I look for is for kind of these adjacencies, because privacy is really, I think of it as a, it's kind of a horizontal problem in organizations that are structured in vertical silos a lot of the time. So there's a lot of different groups of people that potentially have some interest in privacy, but it's not their day job. So going and talking to software architects or to developers, you know, it can be very interesting conversation because they don't really think about it the same way that I do, but they kind of know they need it, but they don't even necessarily speak the same language as if I'm going and talking to a group of lawyers who know one side of things, but not necessarily you know, how to build those requirements into technology. So I do that. And then I, I try and keep um, with my, all of my frequent spare time to uh, keep up to date on, uh, you know, social media, commenting on the issues of the day. And, but I, I do find that often I don't have time to do really long form, um, you know, uh, kind of blog posts or things like that on social media. So I work closely with my team to kind of give them, you know, kind of an idea and a framework and they, they will help me to, uh, you know, kind of expand on those ideas and get some of those things out there. And what are some of the platforms that's relevant for the privacy space? I, I think a lot of people still use LinkedIn. That's my primary uh, way. You know, I, I've had a Twitter handle for uh, pretty much as long as Twitter was uh, around, but uh, it's just, you know, trying to keep these multiple accounts up. I, I don't tend to find that, uh, you know, Facebook and, and privacy professionals don't always go together so well, but there are a couple of uh, uh, Facebook groups uh, around privacy professionals that I'm uh, a member of as well. So a, a few different channels, but uh, it's really, as I said, it's a fairly tight-knit community. So there's also a lot of kind of in-person events as well. So I, I'm in the Seattle area and, you know, we, we meet kind of as a community probably every couple of months and, so we've, we've got a pretty good sense of community there at the local level as well. 
So, so if you're in a Fortune 1000 company and you're not figuring out how to use the data that you have, A, where it is, but if you're not using how to use the data to make direct and indirect money for your company, A, you need to. But then once you start doing that, you've got to figure out what, what, what laws, what rules, how do you need to play? You need to yeah. reach out to a guy like, like Aaron Weller. Aaron, how do people best do that? So in terms of reaching out to me, I, I still think LinkedIn is the best, uh, the best way to get hold of me. I do, uh, I get a lot of people uh, who reach out to me, but uh, you know, if you can tell me a story, tell me why, you know, that there's an interesting, do you have a question? You know, what's the benefit? Uh, and then I can quickly kind of filter out, uh, you know, with people who aren't connected to me uh, and there's no kind of reasons to why they're connecting. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit more skeptical. Um, so I think, you know, tell me a story and, or tell me a problem that you're interested and I'm probably pretty happy to give you a point of view. Uh, of course, the other thing you could do is reach out to me over our website. So uh, culture of privacy is kind of what we're trying to achieve. So going beyond the laws and really, so cultureofprivacy.com is, uh, is another good way you can uh, get hold of me. Oh, that sounds great. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom, your credibility with us today. Really appreciate getting to know you better. No problem. Likewise, this was, uh, this was fun to go through. Oh, good. And hey, hey thanks for joining us at this episode of Thought Leader Life. Uh, please like us, share your comments, subscribe to our channel, and we'll see you at the next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend it on the platform you're listening to. You can also get more information at credibilitynation.com. And feel free to see the latest update to the credibility research and get a free PDF copy of the book written on this research at aha.pub research. 